Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. Wait, well, isn't it? I miss you, Christina. At the end, I think we say that. Do we? <laughs> I think so. Wow. What a week off does, right? I know. Wow. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you? Well, well, well. Yeah, I miss you, man. Are back. My name's Lonnie. His name's Dylan. How you doing, Dylan? Doing great, mate. Just, uh, you know, came back from annual leave. It's my first day back at work and pff, what a big week it's been. So are you fresh or are you tired now? Nah, fresh as a daisy, mate. Just popped out of the ground. Come on. That's Especially good, for our girl, Christina. Oh, that's right. Well, you say fresh, you can tell us what the pod's normally about and what this episode is about, can't you? Well, I think so. Normally it's about you and me. Two men who miss each other, who take each other on a journey each week that could be anything. Life, pop culture, everything in between. But today, Dylan. This, yes. Well, that's right here. This is part of our mega series called The Christina Chronicles, where we go through the actor Christina Ricci's vast filmography. Chapter 23 today. I think there's two firsts that I can think of. I hope I'm not mistaken. Please tell me if I am, Dylan. You're you're an expert on this field. I am. I am. Tell me. I think it's our first and credit for Christina. Really? I think so. I think so. In the the opening credits, she was and Christina Ritchie. It's pretty good. I do love. I love the ands and the wits. Okay, (laughs) you do, don't you? That's good. Okay. Second. Spoiler alert for all the fans out there. I think it's her first on-screen death. I can't think of any others. That darn cat. I can't remember how that ends. A lot of commotion at the end of that film from from memory. (laughs) Oh, mate. Anything could have happened at the end of that. (laughs) I switched off. Um, No, I I I think you could be correct. We had a near death in our first Christina Chronicle. That's true. Yeah, she was really... Yeah, close to death there, wasn't she? And then she was immortal for a bit when she was Wednesday Adams. So it kind yeah. of balances out, doesn't it? I guess so, yeah. I'll pull up the filmography and have a look, but I don't think there's anything else. I, I, th- I think you're safe to make that call. I believe in you. Yeah, I mean... Well, you don't you dare. No. You dare check. No, I think you're all good. I think you're all good. You checked, didn't you? I tried to check till- you know me. You need to have as much faith in yourself as I have in you, which well, is just an, an enormous amount, Monty. It's funny you say faith, Dylan, because that's what the film <laughs> is all about. Nice. Thank you very much. Bless the child. It's not one we knew mm, much about. Me. <laughs> um, it's one, I've seen the title there, and I was like, oh, that's, you know, I guess we'll see. And we have seen. We just... And... Please tell us what it's about and tell us if it's any good, Dylan. Please. <laughs> well, 
it's not a responsibility, but it's it's basically what it boils down to is that there's this kid that was born on like this special night, and um, it's got like connections to heaven and God, and like some am- ambiguous supernatural abilities, mm. and basically this like leader of this Satan worshiping cult um, tries to kidnap her and like. I don't even remember what he wants to do. He wanted to sacrifice her to Satan, did he? Or have her embrace Satan, either or? Yeah, either way, it worked for him. Um, she was, as long as she's got some Satan in her life, that's all he wants. <laughs> I guess she was kind of, above, mate. kind of a second coming sort of thing, but also she had sort of demon-esque powers. A bit unclear to well, me. Well, <laughs> it, it, it was. It started off very um, very sixth sense, like, oh, my God, these, mm. these powers are a curse. And... Uh, mm. Like she's banging her head on walls when yeah. no one's watching and just like she's flipping in like a trance and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they, they to the point where they think she's autistic and they think that she's not going to be able to communicate or show emotions or anything like that. Mm, yeah. But, but then like halfway it kind of flips and she's just like a really nice kid <laughs> who is basically Jesus. And yeah. 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 Odd. Odd one. Um, Three percent rotten tomatoes, which gives you some. Unjustified. Un- okay, what would you give it, Dylan? What do you think it's worthy of? At least five. Twenty. Twenty. Wow. Twenty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really. I think so. What do you think? I think Christina herself is good. She's actually her scenes few and far between, but she's pretty damn good, like always. Well, if only. Rotten Tomatoes was based on Christina Ricci's performance in these films. If it was like That'd weighted, be a lot higher. yeah, exactly. Like some sort of preferential weighting is given to her, you know, like an assignment or something. It's worth sixty percent of the grade. Is her performance, sure. you know? Yeah, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> um, yeah, not quite Cameo County. No, but probably more closer to Co-Star City. She justifies the end, I think. She's in like a few key important scenes and she knocks out of the park. Fair point. And fair point. She she seems like she cares. I can't say the same about the other actors. Kim Basinger Ooh, that in is... particular. Don't like Kim Basinger. Okay, okay. She's normally okay, but she's in her defense, not given anything to do, really, but also doesn't do much with it. Wow. I think that's still a drive-by on, on Kim. I think you're being rude. No offence, meant, but <laughs> perhaps offence. But you're a shit actor, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, no, just for this performance, wasn't doing anything for me, sorry. Even your boy I mean, Jimmy Smith's, mate. No, come off it now. Now that's a, more than enough, I think. <laughs> um, I mean, sticking to Kim for a bit, I think I've only seen her in Batman 89 and Wayne's World 2. <laughs> Not LA Confidential. That's a good one, mate. Get around to I haven't, haven't seen it. Yeah, I that's really good. Seen it. Is that the one she won the Oscar for? I believe she did. It's got mm. Rusty up and coming. He, he's yeah, in his in his peak. Uh, good old up and coming was his peak. Interesting. Well, it's his his announcement on on the world stage. You know, same with um his his Pierce. I've arrived. No yeah. man, it's really good. Really good. But yeah, everything I've seen her in, she's been fine. Hmm. Um, but I think she's above average in this. 
What, what makes you think she was bad? No, I was just seemed bored and wasn't engaging. But it, it's hard to know how much that is the direction, how much that is the film, like overall film effect, and how much is it it's her, you know. And the script is... Fair point. Yeah. Wow. You're a bit of a hater on Bless the Child, aren't you? Look, Dylan, I'm there with 97% of the critics. I'm not there with you and the bloody 3%. I mean, I don't think it's fresh. I've never seen that. <laughs> <laughs> That's jumping the gun a bit. I just think it's not as... I don't think it deserves to be only 2% better than Master of Disguise. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but really, anything... puts them on... Yeah. Like anything between 0 and, like, 20% is bad. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um. Okay, well, I've got some notes here. They're just... Hard, hard to really get a good handle on anything that's happening. Um, it took us 25 minutes to get to Christina. And there's always the oh, worry. Yeah. Like, this is another one of those ones we've had to really track down to find. Yeah, it, I, it I took a little while. You need to do the legwork today. And that's, that's Thank you very much for that. But there's always the worry mm-hmm. when you do search for them and you don't see Christina within, like, 10 minutes. You're like, am I watching the right film here? Is this another film of the same title? <laughs> But, not gonna lie, like twenty minutes in, I, I forgot I was watching for Christina, and then she popped up. I was like, "Fuck me, that's why I'm watching this movie." <laughs> Is that because you were like enthralled? You're totally, um, yep. Come on, of course, yeah, absolutely, definitely. Kim, the top of her game. Jimmy Smiths, come on. He was looking fine. I'll give him that. Bad guy from a Knight's Tale, get out of here. <laughs> Uh, what have I got here? Um, so the film starts out, she's on the bus and just got a rando talking to her. Kim. Kim, Kim Bassinger. Yep, yep. I never want that to happen, Dylan. I never want someone on the bus talking to me. Well, do you want someone on the bus to talk to you about um, religious prophecies that are taking place that evening? I don't need to know. It's been 2,000 years since the, um, the Star of Bethlehem. Was last seen. Yeah, I need to know that. You you got a pretty good grasp on how much time's passed. So everyone knows that. Yeah, I've <laughs> I've got a quote here from I'll, I'll chuck in now. Given we're talking about yeah. it, um, from Variety sure. Review from the time, it says here, the script care of Tom Rickman, Clifford Green, and El- Ellen Green, issues expository information like UPS deliveries. That's pretty hardcore. <laughs> As I in, mean, yeah, but isn't that like all horror films yeah. though? Yeah, you're here for the thrills and spills. You're not necessarily here for the crafty dialogue. Um, but they said, as an opening where psychiatric nurse Maggie O'Connor, minding her business on New York City transit bus during Christmas season, is told by a perfect stranger the star of Bethlehem is making its first return since the appearance of baby Jesus. So then, then she goes home and she finds her um, sister is there and she's had a baby nine days ago. And then the sister buggers off. Just what a rough night. You're starting off, you're a nurse anyway, which is a tough job. Some random yeah. person's talking to you on the bus, which is awful. And then you got a yeah. kid out of nowhere. Yeah. Big night. Yeah, a lot's been dumped on her, for sure. <laughs> Exposition, a baby. Yeah. Well, I think we should mention as well. Yes. Because there's something wrong with the sister, first of all. Mm. So at one point, Kim's asking for diapers, right? Sister says they're in her bag that she brought with her. Okay. 
Kim goes through the bags. What's she find, Lonnie, with the diapers? It's like like a heroin kit, right? Yeah, a bit of heroin. A little bit, little bit, little bit of heroin. Mm. Uh, it goes off, rightfully, mm. at her sister for mm. having a baby while on heroin. Um, the sister's excuse was, sorry, she's not perfect. <laughs> I mean, you can't argue with that, can you? Not everybody's perfect, Dylan. <laughs> she's not perfect. It's not perfect. It takes perfection to not shoot up heroin while you're pregnant, Lonnie. Yeah. How do, how do all these women do it? I don't know. It's it's tough. Tough not to. <laughs> no, good on you. Um, Going back to the fact that it's a horror film, though. Do you like horror films? Look, on the whole, they're not my go-to. And there are a whole bunch that I haven't seen of the classics of, you know, the Friday 13th, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm, etc., etc., I have seen some more recent ones, and I've got some um, franchises that I have delved into, like the Scream franchise, which I mentioned on here before, mm-hmm. um, which I, I like. And it's, the ones I like are kind of the ones who have a bit more going for them than just straight up horror. There's like the Scream; it's a bit you know, you've got the bit of the the satire involved, and the recent ones from um, Jordan Peele have a bit of the social commentary as well. But really, like. Gun to my head, if I had to pick between a horror film and most other genres, I'd probably pick most other genres. Yeah, sure. No, I agree. I just... I hate the horror films that are, like, just straight-up jump-scare fests. Yeah, yeah. I thought the, one, the ones that have more going for them are more interesting. Definitely, definitely. Like, I think if you're going to scare me, scare me with, like, stakes, yeah. mood, yes. atmosphere, weird editing, you know? yeah. And score even. And when you do a jump scare, you got to earn it. And I hate the jump scares that are just made because all of a sudden someone's there and you've thrown some strings on the soundtrack. <laughs> the cheap ones, you know? Sure, sure. Well, to this movie's credit, it doesn't really use jump scares to elicit the feelings of horror. Doesn't really do scares. Um, well, doesn't really use anything, does it? To create a horrific atmosphere. It just stuff happens. Well, I was going to say, by today's standards, mm. a lot of it comes across as, like, cliche and, like, borderline parody as well. Yeah, and the special effects especially are very dated, aren't they? Oh. They're rough. Like, there's a, there's, there's a scene where there's just, like, rats in a room. <laughs> Terrible. Laugh my ass off at it. It looks so bad. Do you think it looked bad back then? Would have had to. When was this? 2000? Straight yeah, 2000? I think so. 99, 2000, yeah. Mm. Yeah, bad. Yeah. Because we'd, think... we'd, had, we'd had Phantom Menace before this. 99. True. And some of the actually some of the reviews I read mentioned it's laughably like TV level bad back then. So. Oh, mate. TV Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. The other thing about that is that there's a few scenes where there is some bad CGI, like the rat scene. Um well, the one now I can't remember. Oh, there's some, some actual demons flying around. Various Cup, a couple, couple demons show up at some point. It's, you know. But um, it's like hard to know, know whether. Yeah. Was it just all in her head or was it what she's seeing? Or like she's seeing a vision, then she wakes up from a dream. I kind of wanted more information about what it was to know whether I should be scared or whether she's just losing her mind, you know? Yeah, well, what was the point of the room full of rats? Because as we establish later on, like, the the child's powers seem a blessing. They wouldn't cause that no. hallucination. No, no, no. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Old, old buddy worships Satan. It's ambiguous what he's about. I don't know if he's got actual superpowers or if he's just like a bloody Satan worshipper. I think he was just a cultist. Yeah, I don't think he... Had any powers. And why? Why, Lonnie? You answer me this right now. Hmm. Why near the end of the film, the assistant lady's chasing him. They make it to a train. Why she turn into a Gorgon? <laughs> it's very why does good that happen? Point. Why does that happen, though? That's not... Is that a demon? A Gorgon's demons? Okay, I guess I don't, I don't know. But they've got all these powers. Why isn't she using the powers earlier? Or... Does he have? Why doesn't he ever do that if he can do it? I don't understand. He doesn't demonstrate any powers. He tries to talk her into committing suicide. This kid we're Ooh. talking about. Yeah. He tries to. Well, he burns someone alive. Just a homeless dude. Mm. But he doesn't do that powers. Just throws a, a lighter on him when he's yeah. had gas. So why is he in charge? And why isn't the person who can turn into a demon in charge? It's <laughs> a good point. It's a great <laughs> point, actually. Oh uh, yeah, it's. Doesn't really make much sense. Speaking of, speaking of his cult too, Lonnie. Hmm. Do you like their symbol? Yeah, so it's like a trident that goes to the left of the, like the spikes of it. No, it's it's a cross, like oh, a Christian cross, cross hmm. but the top of it's a pitchfork. Yeah, oh yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, it's hard bad, lame symbol. No, no, no bad. Man. No, that's good. I think that's good. <laughs> no, it's not creative. I don't like it. I mean, I'll give it to them. It's better than just having a fucking pentagram. like Yeah, something. You get one point for not using a pentagram. That's it. Yeah, I still can't work out why her her powers were presenting, like, evilly, if she's supposed to be good. Yeah, it, it does a complete 180 on the take of her powers. Yeah, because I've got a note here saying, like, pretty much everything that happens... Just is what you think is going to happen, right? Like, you, there's no real surprises. The guy who looks creepy is creepy. The, I guess the sister is bad, and then it comes back and with the creepy guy. You're like, of course, that's going to go badly, right? The only thing that yeah, we should do. Yeah. Well, the only thing that kind of is a little bit different is at first you think the kid's evil, but then she turns out to be good. But it's not very well done, as you said. It's just like a one eighty. All of a sudden, she's fine. Yeah, it's it's it pretty much turns on its head when the mum comes back. Um, mm. Yeah, apparently fixed, mm. but it turns out she's still hooked on heroin. And uh, mm. old bud, bad dude from Knight's Tale, 
just gives her the heroin to get that kid into yeah. custody. Yeah, no good, eh? No, no good at all. But that, yeah, basically, once she's under their care, she's good as gold. That kid, she's she knows exactly what she's doing. It's weird she's not like that when she's with actual nuns. No, or or her auntie. That's basically her mum. Very odd. Kim Basinger, yeah. Um, very odd. Very. It's got a few stray thoughts I might just throw out there, just while we're talking about them. You better. Um. So first of all. There's the cult that at the beginning they've killed like five other kids before they found this one because they know that the kid was born on this particular date, so they're just finding kids um, who match that that birth date. And I guess just in America, that's all they they needed. Yeah, those are the only kids that were born on that day. Yeah, all of them in America and all of them just in New York. Yeah, we'll start in America first and then spread out sort of from there (laughs) from New York out. Yeah. Luckily, I took him six guys. That's good. Um, but when he's being creepy to another kid he's found, who's way too young to be walking the streets of New York, just quietly, this six-year-old kid. Yeah, well, this was his henchman, wasn't it? Yeah, his henchman. Um, and yeah. they do the whole thing about, you know, I'm friends with your dad. I've got a puppy in the van. All the classic, you know, horrible stereotypes. Or the greatest tropes. hits. Yeah, just disgusting. But <laughs> they've got an actual dog, which I just... Yeah, <laughs> commitment to the the to effort, the, kid, the effort they've gone into, Dylan, to get an actual dog there. But we never see the dog again. Do you reckon they just hide him for the day or something? Maybe. Yeah. Or just you know, go to the pound and say you know, I'll yeah, take him, give him the dog. Not too cheap. Um, I don't know. I feel like there is an element of that of like a serial killer of children, which you know, obviously it's awful, but that that is grounds for an interesting story and that's how we get jimmy smith's character but it just sort of falls away as soon as we run into sort of cliched religious good versus evil stuff yeah you know there was some compelling ground there yeah Mm. um did you like that um that that kid's new york accent the first one that got abducted (laughs) it was pretty new york wasn't he oh it was thick as like like i think the abductor's like can you take care of a dog and the kid's like, hey, I can take care of a dog. <laughs> walking here, yeah. Sort of <laughs> I'm walking here, forget about it. I <laughs> um, note when the, when the mum comes back, supposedly fixed, you know, this is six years later, um, <laughs> and she says something she says something to Kim Basinger. She's like, um, is she still, still a bit weird about the daughter? I'm like, how do you know she was weird? You left her after nine days. Yeah, and she was a baby. <laughs> she was crying because she was a baby, not because she's like got odd powers manifesting. And by the way, she says she still has problems in front of the kid. Yeah, she's there in the room. Bad mum. Very bad mum. Did you want to talk about the various angels who are in the in the film? Sure, sure. I I assume they're angels or they're. God himself, perhaps. I thought, I thought the the janitor that mm. Jimmy Smith talks to yeah. was God, maybe. Because he sort of um, gives him a pep talk. He's like, "No, don't give up, mate. You got this." Yeah, he's like, "Big man upstairs got your back, mate. Trust mm-hmm. me." Wink. Yeah. Is this where the trend of um, 
having black guys cameo as God started? There is there's a trope, isn't there, about magical black man sort of helping out? Yeah. Well, there's just, you know, black guys being God. Mm. Like you got Morgan Freeman, Bruce Almighty, got him in this. Um, in Bedazzled as well. Is there really? Okay. This black guy's yeah. God, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a couple of times when they're like, they're running for the train and then someone helps them open the, the door and gives them a wink sort of. Yeah, someone keeps the door open for the train when it's about to close. Um, something else happens at another point. They get saved again, for sure. I'm just like, attention. if that's God helping out, right, mm. is he really doing everything he can? Get, get a bit more hands-on, mate. we we got the devil about to go off in New York. He's got a, whole, got a whole cult working for him, like a couple hundred people. You've got someone every now and then coming to have a chat, Jimmy Smith, saying, come on, chin up. It'll get better before it gets worse. It'll There's, get worse before it gets better. There's no rules for God, is there? Like he can come in anytime he wants. Does he have to wait for us to do the right thing before he can play his hand? No, surely he can just do it. And if he can't, why is not, he God? It's not what bless the child taught me, mommy. Oh, well, if he, if he's got some sort of limit on his powers, he shouldn't be God. <laughs> Sack God. Ronnie's <laughs> over it. You want someone else in charge. Well, especially towards the end when they, they've got like a, the human sacrifices about to happen and all these nuns get together and like, you know what, we've got to go pray. They need our prayers. Does, they do. does God in this universe only get off his butt when you pray really hard? Is there a quota? Is there a threshold yeah. you've got to meet? There's got to be yeah, like 50,000 prayers before he actually does anything? Yeah, I think, I think he's got to feel the commitment from the people. Yeah. I think so. Okay. What's he do? <laughs> he sends down three bits of light. Mm. I mean, I guess it works. It all works out in the end. But he left it late, didn't he? Happy ending. Oh. Well, some would argue that was part of his plan all along. He does work in mysterious ways. <laughs> he sure does. Mm. He sure does. Mm. Um, no one stays That's where they're supposed to. So what we saying? Did this one slip by Rog? Rog did not review this one. I'm not sure, sure how. Um, Probably not up his alley, I guess. If you wanted a quick summation from um, Variety, Robert Kohler says, A B thriller with A movie window dressing, Bless the Child combines the most rudimentary of Catholic-inspired good versus evil plots with visual effects that would barely pass muster in episodic TV. No good. Yeah, it's pretty spot on. Yeah. It's pretty spot on. So again, it's happened before. Bad movie. Mm. Katrina's good in it. She's really good. She she plays, we should mention what she plays, who she plays. She's like a former cult member. She's been on drugs. Addict as well. Yeah, mm. she's trying to get out. Her her crossing paths with Kim Basinger seem very convenient, but maybe it's God. God. Thumb God. on the scales. Yeah. It's the explanation for everything. Right? So that brings me to Christina. She's told to like just wait in this room for a second while I go get some help. Runs away, and every other person runs away in this film. Most of the film's plot is 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 drawn by people running away from where they're supposed to be. Running away or being taken away. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's like every problem that happens in it. 
The sign of a good script. <laughs> nah, come on, Phil. It was fine. Is that what you want to say? Is it? It's fine. It was fine. I are, think so. Are you ever going to watch it again? No. Never. Would you recommend our listeners watch it? No, never. But it was fine. It was. It wasn't it was better than that darn cat. That's the lie. It was. That was watchable and fun in part. This was watchable. It was not. It wasn't fun, but it was watchable. It it wasn't. It didn't like someone. Some of these we watched and they just take forever, and I'm bored. I wasn't. Like I watched it all the way through pretty much, and it was fine. Yeah. Things happened. Yeah. It wasn't good, but somehow I watched it. And it was okay. You made it out to the other side. Mm. And now you are the child that is blessed (laughs) from having seen this movie. Arguably, yeah. Okay. Then we agree. Fine movie. That's a bit less than fine for me. How would you describe it? Bad? Straight up bad? Yeah, it's going to be on the lower end of our scale, isn't it? No redeeming qualities. Christina, Jimmy pretty, is good. Jimmy, Jimmy, he put in. He's doing his Jimmy thing, mate. Yeah. Just being, just being a cool cat. He was, he was pretty cool. Um, Kim Tagliere, bad guy was pretty good. Yeah. Just, just a bit of nothingness. Going on. <laughs> what do you mean? What I, do you mean? I didn't, I didn't love it. Didn't love it. I didn't love it either. I didn't mind some of the chasing scenes. They were kind of a little bit exciting. You're like, are they going to get there to the train or when they're running away from the dentist <laughs> and whatnot? It's all right. Okay. Cool. Anyway, not a good movie. No. Not at all. And the next one hopefully will be better. Yeah, we're going. It's a period piece, isn't it? With uh, JD, he's back from the Christina Chronicles. Mm. Johnny Depp, the man who cried. I don't know much about it. Good cast though. Mm. Take, gonna take a stab in the dark. Mm. I think a man gets upset at one point. I'd be surprised. So much so, it may bring him to tears. It possibly could. Possibly could. Anyway, see you that, guys. We got yeah. three blessed the job, and I'll never have to think about it again. It is, you know, another notch, isn't it? So, there we <laughs> another go. Another notch in our belts. Yep. Another notch in our belts. Exactly right. Should we wrap up then, Dylan? Yeah, we're on the socials mm-hmm. uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Definitely got our own website as well. Fairly we do. Though. Actually, we're now on Acast, aren't we, Dylan? So we've got our little Acast website. Well, it's, it's supposed to be a secret. Oh, that's not a secret. <laughs> no, but yep, we're all through Acast and we'll be getting more updates on that soon as they as they happen. Absolutely. We've got a big old back catalogue. Mm-hmm. Close to 100 episodes. Yeah. Anything you have an interest in, you'll find in there. Exactly right. There's episodes just you and me, episodes us with guests, episodes 
Talking About Christina, episodes of us with guests talking about Christina. What more could you want? Anything you want, it's there. Mm -hmm. We've got a great theme song. Thanks, Mark, for that. Oh, Mark the Man, as always. Mm -hmm. I guess, Dylan, until next time, I miss you, Christina. I miss you, Christina. I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.